All right, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Um, Cassie's gone, and Miss Addison, she's been working the, uh, the video things this morning and tonight, and thank you, Addison, for stepping in. What we need to do is train up our young'uns. Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. Father, we thank you for the privilege again to share your word tonight. Pray that you'd speak through us, Lord, and, and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. Uh, the first uh, beatitude and the last uh, beatitude closes with the same words. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They're the only two that says that. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, we're headed for that. Uh, one day, we're going to all be there that are saved. We sing a song when we all get to heaven. Well, you know, not everybody's going. Uh, Jesus said, why, why call you Lord and, and, and me Lord and not do what I ask you? Um, you know, we, we use that term loosely a lot of times, and, and I have uh, talked to people about it, and uh, they'll say, Lordy, Lordy. I say, well, I'm not sure that's in the Bible. And uh, we'll talk about it, and, uh, you know, we, we throw that term around loosely. Uh, but um, those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for the sake of Jesus, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, it's interesting that the believer, uh, who, people who are saved, who lives out the Beatitudes, and that's, we talked about in the beginning of this study, that the Ten Commandments are tough it, to keep, okay? But the Beatitudes are tougher. That's the next level uh, as far as our, uh, our walk with the Lord. Um, we're we're, we're going to be peacemakers, uh, maybe in two different ways. By trying to make peace, a Christian stirs up and causes persecution to come on itself. In other words, the believer trying to be a peacemaker to, by sharing the peace of Jesus with a person becomes a peacemaker if that person accepts Christ. Okay, on the other hand, he's persecuted by sharing the same message with another lost person who refuses. So it works both ways. You're not going to, and I'm not going to, to win everybody we witness to. Because, you know, everybody's not going to believe. Let's just mark it down. Some people refuse to believe. Some people don't even believe that the, that the Bible is God's holy word. And so I, I think sometimes, what about us as adults? How were we raised, okay? I was raised on the King James Version of God's holy word. And the scriptures that I know by heart are King James Version. I'm not against other ver versions, if it doesn't leave out the virgin birth of Jesus and if it doesn't leave out the blood that paid for and bought uh, our salvation. You know, it's okay. That translation is okay as far as I'm concerned. 
but I mainly use the King James Version because that's what I was taught, that's what I was raised on. But what about those people who weren't? Who were raised on another translation? And you try to explain, well, hey, this is the way I was raised, I'm going to stand on this, I've lived by this, and I'm going to die by this. Well, what if you're wrong? Well, hey, if I'm wrong, so what? If I'm right, I have everything uh, to gain. So this, this uh, blessed are ye when men shall revile you, shall cause you to want to at them, and for being a Christian. For following the Lord, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake, Jesus said, because he is he's doing the writing here. You see, Jesus presents a, a beautiful portrait of a believer in the Beatitudes. Um, it is an ideal uh, portrait because God does not listen, He does not lower His standards. You know, God has a standard uh, uh, for, for us as Christians to live by. Not only the Ten Commandments, but we have the Beatitudes. And uh, Lord willing, we're going to continue uh, in, the, in the preaching and the sayings uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, chapter 5, verse, uh, chapter 6, and chapter 7 until we get through with this as a, uh, a series through, hey, it may last all summer. I don't know. It depends on how, how God works things out. But... Um, God hands all Christians over to Jesus, okay? It's a three-way thing here. You've got God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But God the Father, when we become a child of God, he turns us over to the tutor, okay? He turns us over to the coach. <clears throat> he turns us over to Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God. Now, when I think about that, I think about, the, uh, I think about the principal in school versus the teacher and the student, okay? Um, I've told you this before. Uh, you know, the teacher's doing her, his or her best to teach us the lessons, and it's up to us to do the homework. It's up to us to study. It's up to us when we take the test to try to pass. But then once, I forget when, how often the bolt cars came out then, but once... Every time the cars came out, the principal came around our room and called us every one by name, one at a time. And we went back in the back of the class and sit down and looked at the record. Not somebody else's record, but my record. And he would go through every grade. And I'm thinking, man, how long did it take him to do that? He never got in a hurry. He covered every subject, whether it was an A down to an L. He covered it. Every bit of it, he would sit right there and do that. And I think, you know, hey, we're going to give an account to God, okay, the way we've lived. And I think sometime high in the world's God going to get around to it. He'll get around to it. Um, you know, eternity's a long time. And we're going to give an account. The Bible's very plain on it that we're going to give an account. James chapter 1. You don't have to turn there, but if you're writing, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, listen. My brethren, now he's talking to Christians. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When you fall into these things, knowing this, it's what you, gotta, it's what you know, that the testing of your faith and my faith worketh 
patience. And Lord knows I need patience. So he sends trials, all right? But let patience have her perfect work. Not his perfect work, but her perfect work. That you may be perfect, listen to this, entire, lacking nothing. God don't send trials to the Christian uh, to hurt us, but to help us and to cause us to grow in the Lord. Because there are others, y'all, that's going to go through what we've already been through. We're put there to help them along the way. That you may be perfect and lacking nothing. You see, James doesn't want us to be um, without. And neither does Jesus. So he said, hey, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. So that brings us to the first point. We think about um, being persecuted for Jesus' sake is the persecution itself. Now, I can't say that I've really ever really been persecuted uh, to the point that, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, hey, if this is how it is, I'm, I'm just going to give up. You know, I, I guess the worst right off persecution I can ever think of was uh, in visiting one afternoon. I knocked on the door. A lady come to the door. I told her who I was, what I was there for. She said, we're Catholic. Boom, shut the door. I thought, you know, I turned around and left. Never went back. To this day, I ain't went back. I mean, she was settled and sold out, and, and I guess she thought she was sealed up and ready to go. I don't know. And she may have been. But, you know, that hurt me to start with. I thinking, my goodness, I'm representing Jesus here. But, if you can call it persecution if you want to. Uh, but the question is, who are the persecuted? Think in your own heart and mind. Have you ever been persecuted for being a Christian? I don't know of anybody that's ever been arrested that I know personally for being a Christian. I don't know of anybody personally that's had the Word of God taken out of their hands uh, for reading it or for sharing it. But uh, who will be persecuted? Those who live out the Beatitudes will be persecuted for righteousness' sake, for Jesus' sake. Uh, the more a person lives for Christ, the closer we get to Jesus, the more likely it is that the world will react negatively. Uh, you know, we've had similar, some of that right here at our own church when we tried to, when we put our banner up about vacation Bible school. You know, hey, it was rules and what have you. Well, you know, you could, you could classify that as a, a small amount of persecution. And you know what we want to do on the devil's side? We want to lash back. That's what we want to do. When we're persecuted for Jesus' sake, he, James said, you need to count it a joy. Hey, thank you for getting on my case. Thank you for running me down. Thank you for stepping on me. Hey, I appreciate it. I feel good about it. He's going to say, what is wrong with him? He's following the word of God, and whatever the word of God leads, that's the best way to go. But we as God's children, listen, we'll be loved, we'll be hated, We'll be honored and we'll be cursed for being a child of God. You know, I've, I've had people say, look, I don't want to hear anything about the church. I don't want to hear anything about God. I don't want to hear anything about Jesus. Anything else you've got to say, I'll listen outside of that. I do not want to hear it. And it makes folks, some folks mad and they'll tell you. And some of these I've talked to say, look here, 
I know where I'm supposed to be. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I don't need you to tell me. Okay? Now that we have an understanding, I'll move on to the next customer. You know, we just have to, you know, just don't lash out. I mean, that's, that's the worst thing that we could do is to lash out to that person. Um, I've heard people share that and say, well, the man, I said, well, what did you do? He said, I just told him go on to hell. That's where he's going anyhow. Woo! Say, my goodness, that's too stout. That's too strong. Even though he may have been right, I don't know. We're not to judge. Our, our thing, if we're going to live out the Beatitudes, is to love people, share the word of God with people. If they don't listen, hey, that's their problem. But we need to get their blood off of our hands, and the only way you can do it is by sharing Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus was saying to the Pharisees here, and the disciples, and other people who might have been in the crowd at this time, uh, on the Galilean sea- seashore, there's a price to pay for living and following me as I lead you to my kingdom. There is a price to pay. It's not free. And if, you, if you're coming into my kingdom, you will suffer. You think about the disciples, how many of them suffered because they were, you know, they were sold out to Jesus except Judas. And look how he turned out. Jesus told us, son, you, you know, whatever you got to do, you go do it and do it quick. Went out and hanged himself. I mean, what a choice. He didn't have to do that. He chose to do that. Jesus didn't force him to do that. He had an opportunity. Well, Jesus also brought up a thing. He said, you know, let the weeds and the crops grow together. My version, okay? Let the, let the weeds grow and the crops grow and when harvest time comes, we'll dig up the weeds, we'll throw them there, they will, and they will be burned. And we'll save the crop, and we'll enjoy the crop. Now, the weeds are those that are lost. The crop is those who have been saved. We are together. We live together. We work together. We shop together. A lot of times we hang out together. But one day, there's going to be a separation time. And those people who might have, as the scripture said... Um, blessed are you when, when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. For my sake, I'll take care of them. I'm thankful that, that you or I don't have to take care of that crowd. Because I would hate to send a good friend to an awful place called hell because of my judgment. It reminds me of the moat and the beam. Hey, the speck in your eye. So you need to get the log out of your eye before you can deal with something else, you know, because we all stand guilty. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So as we think about, uh, as we live out the Beatitudes, what are the risks that might be involved? Okay? Uh, what about our job? Most recently, and I'll not call her name, at a restaurant that we go to a lot. Um, we just happened to be there when she quit. And uh, later she told us, she said there were some things going on here as a Christian that I just, I could not be a part of. And so I told them that. And they said, well, I guess you'll be leaving. And she left. She walked out that door into another door with another job. Okay? Risk. You may lose your job. 
God says, nowhere will you find my seed, that is, my young'uns, begging for bread. If we're faithful to God, he is obligated to bless us. But that's a big if. We must remain faithful uh, to the Lord. So what about our job? It could cost us. What about our socializing? one, One man said, you know, since I've been saved... He said, I've lost some friends. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, of course, I don't hang out where I used to hang out. And uh, they, don't, they don't have much to do with me anymore. He said, but you know what? I got a whole new set of friends. Amen. Hey, Christians, we need to stick together. Hey, when we leave here tonight, we'll scatter in all manner of directions. We'll face all kinds of situations, all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of people. But know, hey, where we come from. Know who our father is. Know who our family is. Know who laid their life down for us when we are put out to pastures, more or less. Well, said, I've quit my drinking. I've quit my gambling. I've quit my drugs. I've quit my running around. And said, preacher, I I just feel so much better. Well, you should. Hey, when, when, we, when we get saved, we are cleansed according to the Bible, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, baptized in, uh, into a, a believer's position. Well, not only the persecution part, but it brings about a problem. Um, how are we going to suffer? The Bible says we will be persecuted, which means we will be harassed and treated in an evil way, according to what he says. Persecuted you. And say all manner of evil against you, lying falsely. Now that's what they did to Jesus. They falsely accused him. And they had a group that, hey, yeah, he's guilty. And so the whole mob joins in shouting, crucify. I dare say that some of them had a clue. They were just going along with the crowd. Like we see on TV today when a riot takes place. People just jump in there. They won't be part of the group. Hey, I want to be a part of that group that serves the Lord. I want to be a part of that group that shouts Hosanna. I want to be a part of that group that says amen and hallelujah and and supports the work of God uh, no matter where it's taking place. Uh, It also says it will be reviled there in in the scripture. Or speak abusively of. Speak abusively of. And again, hey, as a human, it's hard to sit back and not... Retaliate. It's hard to sit back and not lash out. I've had to say, hey, I love you anyway. It reminds me of a cat and a dog. Who's supposed to chase who? Who's supposed to chase who? Who? Tell me. With a cat and a dog, who's supposed to chase who? The dog chases the cat. And the cat's defense, he can climb and the dog can't. I recently saw this and I laughed. Our little dog that committed suicide about four weeks ago now, he enjoyed harassing the cat. And I'd sick him on him. He'd run by the cat. You know, and he, every once in a while he'd snap at the cat. Well, after three or four passes, the cat would just look at him. And I'm thinking the cat's saying, run yourself to death. Well, 
about the third or fourth pass, he'd fly by the cat and he'd reach out and hang him. Pow! Uh Uh-oh. And then, on the next pass, I guess the cat had all she could take. She started running him. At across the yard they go. He's running with all he's got, looking back, and cat's right up behind. And I'm thinking, man, you got it backwards. You're supposed to be chasing the cat. Well, hey, the lost people would love for us to run. Uh, in Psalm 11, I've shared that with you before. I say you to my flee as a bird to your mountain, for lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready the air upon the string, that they may privately shoot it to, uh, and secretly shoot at the upright in heart. What are we going to do? Hey, we stand on a foundation, Lord. Y'all, we don't have to run. We don't have to fight. The Bible's playing on that, that it's not our battle. It's not our fight. God is going to fight for us, but he expects us to stand firm on the word of God, even when we're persecuted. He expects us to stand there and to hang in there. Verse 11, let me read it again. Blessed are ye when all men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. Falsely for my sake. Uh, This verse says, we will have evil spoken of us. It's hard for people to accuse us of something that we never did say and we never have done. It's hard to take that. But if if we're going to be blessed of the Lord, uh, we've just got to take it. We know who we are. I've told people before, I said, look, you know if you're guilty or not. If you're guilty, go straighten it out. If you're innocent, don't worry about it. God will take care of it in his time. We sing that song. In his time. He's going to take care of these people that ride us, basically. Uh, And because of that, uh, we end up trying to defend ourselves for something that never, ever happened. Verse 12 says, rejoice and be exceedingly, unusually Glad, for great is your reward. Listen to what he says. In heaven, because they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And you are, are no different um, from the prophets that ran before us. Um, Jesus revealed holiness in action uh, to an unholy world. Before Christ was born, the world had never, ever seen a perfect man. Never, ever, until Jesus was born. And then they accused him, as I said earlier, falsely of things that he was not guilty of. And so, uh, you know, they, they um, when Jesus said, I have a need to go through Samaria, remember, they rebuked him and said, oh, Lord, you don't need to go through there. And he simply said, I have a need, a need to go through there. I have a need to go next door. I have a need to go into the next town, the next county, the next state. I have a need to go there. Um, Persecution is as old as time. And so we just need to, you know, expect it. If we're living out to be attitudes, you can expect it because it it is going to come. And we as God's children need to live out um, this beatitude life. Suffer if it takes it. Whatever consequences come, and live happy ever after. A lot of those nests around ends that way, and they lived happily ever after in heaven. I can't imagine it, not being here any longer, not having to face 
sinners, not having to face sin any longer, but to be there in the presence of the Lord because he says, blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, the worst place for persecution uh, to happen is in God's house among God's people. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. People lash out at people. But what do Christians supposed to do when a Christian lashes out? Look, I love you anyway. And I'm going to pray for you. I don't need you to pray for me. Okay, I won't. You know, sometimes the devil sees to it that we as Christians get out of bounds, get off sides, run foul somewhere. But God's always present to say, hey, you're no different than any of my other youngins. I want you to hang in there. I want you to come back. I want you to be a part of what Christian Christianity uh, is all about. Loving people. If it takes through persecution. And I've had some lost after they get saved to come and say, hey, I'm sorry. I treated you like I did. And I say, you don't have to be. I love you anyhow and I'm so glad you're on God's side. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for those who've chosen to come this way tonight. Lord, just speak to our hearts. Um, help us to live out the Beatitudes. Lord, we know that you know they're not easy. But I just pray that you'd help us to keep our ears open and our eyes on you as, you, as we allow you to speak through us that we would say the right thing at the right time to the right person. In Jesus' name, amen.